Here we go with another episode of the Techie and the Cowboy. Since we're in different times, we decided to be able to take a, a different perspective on this episode. It's titled Fear Not. So before it is that we drop our amazing intro, let's give them a little bit of context about what we'll be talking about today, TW. We're going to talk about how we have a situation in our country which is very serious. It has upset the routines we have. Literally, you can say it has upset our lives. It has raised the uncomfort level to an astronomical uh, height for most people because it is something that we don't really know about uh, in any depth. And we're not sure the information we're getting, we're not sure where we're going, and we're not sure when anything is going to change. So all this unknown has given rise to a great deal of fear in individuals and their families. So acknowledging that this is different times, that people are genuinely scared and of the unknown and everything else like that, we want to be able to give just a different perspective to be able to look at things that may be able to help you. So let's go ahead and drop that intro and then we'll jump right in. And now a few minutes with two of my friends who will soon be yours, the Techie and the Cowboy. Right, so we're back. So again, we're talking about the, you know, this the situation that has to do with the, the coronavirus and, you know, how it is that it's affecting our society. But most importantly, how it is that you can, you know, deal with this. Uh, we we recognize the fact that there's people that are losing their jobs and there's people that are dying. I have a good friend of mine who was just traveling right when this thing first started, ended up catching the coronavirus, and now in the hospital. So this is a serious situation, and and we have a hundred percent acknowledgement that. Times are different, so you have to be a little bit different. But one of the ways that I like to put it in perspective, and I've had this conversation a lot with uh, some of the coaches that are on my team, with uh, we're Stephen Minister, so some of the care receivers that I've talked to, both past and, and present, uh, and some of our Stephen Ministers, and just people in general that feel, seem like they're in a state of, of panic or of fear. Uh, and this has helped me to be able to put things in perspective in my life in general. There's really two categories that you can put things into things that you can control and things that you can't control. And I have one of my, my favorite graphics that I like to post every once in a while has two circles. One circle is things that you can control. One is things that you can't control. And then if you overlap them, there's a small section in the middle where it is that you should focus on. So literally it goes like this. So you take things that you can't control, like all the conspiracy theories out there and what is this happening and the growth rate of coronavirus. Those are things that you really can't control. Right. But then you take the things that you can control. You taking care of your family, making sure it is that you're washing your hands whenever you go out, being safe, keeping safe practices, uh, you know, growing yourself as a person. These are things that you can control. And if you focus on the things that you can control, then life becomes a lot less stressful. Because here's the thing. I love this. Wayne DeWire is the, is the one that actually I heard this concept for. If you can't control things, then there's no need to stress about them because you can't control them. Right. Like they're out of your control. But if you can control things, there's no need to stress about it because you can't control them. So what you need to do is just take steps and actions to be able to change it if it's bad or steps and action to be able to amplify it as is good. So if you just take simply look at every situation as what can I control in the situation? Does it completely fall on things that I can't control? And if not, then don't stress about it. Is there anything I can control about the situation? Let's focus on that stuff. And I'm telling you, it just brings your stress level way down. We have to also take a look at 
what exactly is fear that we have individually and where does it come from? When you think about it, we're born with it. It is basically a mechanism that keeps us alive. It's the fight or flight ability that we have like, oh, this is dangerous. I better get out of here and you run away to fight another day. But then there's an element to it as well that fear can get out of hand. In, in, in fact, in some cases, paralyze you. It's kind of like you're crossing the street, all of a sudden there's a car coming at you and you freeze. So what is better in that situation for you to freeze and let the car come up and smack you or say, oh my goodness, there is a car there. I either run this way or that way. I got time, bingo, I'm out of there. It's the same thing, except you can let it work to your detriment. Paralysis does you no good. The offset of that is to have a sense of caution but still be able to think during a dangerous time period and say, hmm, here are some alternatives I can have. I can run to the left, but he's more likely to veer that way. The way he's not going to turn is this way. I think I should choose to go that way. And you take the steps and you save yourself. Had you become paralyzed, you couldn't have made a choice. And, and you at that point had lost control over those things that as Alistair said, you can you those things that you can control, you should control. And taking it to the extreme, I see a lot of people who it is that are using faith as a, a reason to be able to take inaction, or using faith, I believe, in the wrong context of things. So you know, using your same example, you you step, you're walking across the street and you see a car coming. What, what you shouldn't do is stand there in the middle of the street and just start praying and say, God, make this car not hit me or make this car, whatever else, and take inaction and then say, oh, whenever it happens that it wasn't, I didn't pray enough or I'm not a good Christian. We have a whole podcast about how it is that God is a God of love. And it's not a matter of you having to do anything to be able to receive and accept his love. So, so somebody relative or whatever else is catches COVID and they say, oh, was I not being a good Christian or I didn't go to church enough? Or they start going down this laundry list of, why this is happening to them, blaming God for it. And that's not the way it works. So I see a lot of Christians that are saying <laughs> they're not going to take the general precautions like washing your hands or not going out because they have the faith that God is going to protect them. That's really not the way that it works, right? You still have to take your level of what it is that you're supposed to do. And then you can pray for God to be able to protect you as it is that you're going through what it is that you're supposed to do. You know, jumping off of a building and saying, God's going to save me before I hit the ground is not how it is that it works, right? So you still got to take your levels of what it is that you're supposed to do. And it's not about being afraid. It's just about being cautious and being aware of what it is that you can do. Again, what can you control? I can control washing my hands. I can control limiting how much it is I have to go out. I can control making sure my family is safe. These are things that you can control. And then you use your faith to be able to, to empower you while it is that you're doing these things. It's also during this time period that some people can lose their faith because they're saying, God is, made a perfect world. God is love. And now this calamity has come to us. So therefore, either God does not exist or there is no reason for me to believe because bad things are going to happen to me regardless. But if you look, I won't give specific citations, but the overall theme is that God never promised that calamity wouldn't be come to you or 
there would be famine or there would be locust or there would be pestilence or, or this. The Old Testament is replete with examples of that. What he did say through the people who recorded is that I will not let you be overcome. In other words, you can make it through this. In those cases where death does come, you as a believer uh, have the joy in knowing that should that happen, that's when you get to meet God face to face, not later on. And God also, and God also promises that he's always going to be able to give you a way out. One of the things I came to terms with whenever I was, you know, a younger Christian, young in my faith, should I say, not even young in age, is that when in dealing with tragedy and how it is that God plays a part in it. And I remember hearing a pastor say this is like God it has promised us to be able to give us free will. And so when you take 100 percent responsibility for anything that happens in your life, like everything that happens where you're at, the job that you're in, the financial situation is a series of decisions that you made up until now. And God gives you the free will to be able to make those decisions. Now you can either consult him for them or not, or, you know, lean on your faith or not. But everything that you've done up until this point is a series of decisions that you made. You can look at the coronavirus and what's happening in our economy, what's happening around the world. And it's a series of decisions that men have made that are there that God, because it is that he gave us the ability to have free will did not interfere in, but He's always giving us a way out and always there and saying, hey, I'm here whenever it is that you want to be able to listen to me and need me. That's why it is that people can make drastic turns in their life and completely 100% turn their life around when they decide to be able to actually listen to him and let him in, right? So if you're looking at your situation now and you're saying, God, how could you allow this to happen to me? It's hard and it's tough. And I wouldn't do this when you're in the middle of grief. But if you could look back, there's really like, let's say it is that you have heart issues or health issues or whatever else. It's usually a series of decisions that you made about your health up until that point that got you to here. And then all of a sudden it is that we expect God to be able to help us out of that, whatever it is that we haven't you know, done what we need to do in our physical world, right? So whenever I look at things that happen in the world, I realize that God's going to provide us a way out and I have 100% faith of that. What can I do to be able to do my part? And again, is, is there things that I can control or can't control? And instead of looking at, at how could God allow these things to happen, well, I mean, that if he didn't, if he was to intercede on it, then he would be taking away our free will that he promised us. We can also look at who are those people that we can see, speaking as Christians, who were examples of people who overcame fear. One of the people that I'm always thinking about in this regard is the character uh, in one of my stories. I took the name not knowing as much as I did. And when I, I went back to reading it, I was reminded of the fact that he had done this, is Gideon. When uh, there was a situation in uh, the Old Testament where the Israelites had uh, come out of uh, Egypt and they were settled in there and then they got overrun by the, the bad guys and Midianites are one of those groups. And God chose Gideon to be his warrior to defeat these guys. Uh, unlike uh, uh, some character like King Arthur or David or somebody like that, he was not a warrior. He was, he was a farmer. He was the youngest kid in his family and God chose him. To which Gideon said, I'm not the guy because you know, I, I just do the wheat thing. You know, it's kind of like he said, no, it has to be you. 
and different people have speculated as to why God chose him. One of the reasons very specifically was God wanted to show that he could take any man, even this guy who was with his family, hiding from these hordes of people, you know, in this little area that was isolated from everyone else. Here you can put in corona virus and, and say, okay, now I'm going to empower you with the strength and the wisdom to take this situation and turn it around. And Gideon did. And he became famous for that. Most people think of him as this mighty warrior, but that's not how he started. He started off timid, shy, and fearful. Yet, given those conditions and what he was up against, he still succeeded because he believed, and he believed the message that he got from the angel of God that said, I have chosen you. Which leads right into the next point, which is out of, you know, all this adversities, there's come a lot of opportunity. I believe that God allows things to happen, too, because people grow in situations where it is that they're backed into the corner. Uh, you know, one of my mentors said that, especially when it comes to the millennials that have never really dealt with any kind of adversity in their whole entire life. They weren't around for 9-11. They haven't had any wars happen inside of their life that have directly impacted them. You know, there's stuff going on overseas, but I'm talking about here uh, at Ground Zero in the U.S. And so it's easy to be able to live your life just comfortable. You go to your work, you take some selfies, you go on social media, you become an influencer, and life has had no resistance. So in this, in this opportunity of resistance, I'm seeing more people flourish and get creative. I'm seeing more businesses because, you know, being a business consultant is part of what I do. I've seen more businesses that are having to reinvent themselves online or who have been thinking about, I needed to start an online arm that are becoming more creative in their business and actually doing better than they were, some of which were struggling. And now all of a sudden they're having to figure out how it is to be able to reinvent themselves and get, uh, you know, creative during these times. And there's lots of opportunity that's going to come out of this adversity for people. And I believe you had a, you were telling me a story when we were, you know, pre-show, uh, you know, of exactly that, you know, back in the day. So you want to talk about that, that story? Yes. There have been several articles that have been posted online and various news feeds about plagues that have happened before, because basically this is a plague. It's very similar to the, the black plague, the bubonic plague, the Spanish plague that uh, ravished uh, Europe back in the day. During the 1600s, when one of these plagues was coming along, they did their version of social distancing, which included shutting down universities, both Oxford and Cambridge closed, and all the little private schools that were around there closed, theaters closed, restaurants closed. Well, during this time period, Isaac Newton was a very young man. And he went with his family and they had uh, a house that was outside of London and that's where they hunkered down to let the plague pass. So he had plenty of free time and he did not have the internet or TV or anything. So he took to his books. And it was during that period that he had this free time away from school and away from other things and away from other people that he came up with his observations about gravity, which became Newton's law. And that's when he started thinking about uh, a course of calculations which later became calculus. So during the midst of all this calamity, when he was away from the hustle and bustle of every day, and he had some free time, and he elected to let his mind be used in a good and creative way, he came up with some very world-famous fundamental things of science. 
So, so it brings us kind of to solution based. Like, so what do I do? So it's like you guys are great by telling me, you know, what it is that I shouldn't do. Which there's a lot of information, a lot of people out there saying, you know, what it is that you shouldn't do. But I'm a, I'm, I love to be able to provide things that you can do now in this time. Again, what can you control? So I love it because this is a great time, especially whenever people are at home, especially if it is that you're at home with your kids and your family, like we're doing the homeschooling thing. Uh, we have college age student, right, who's working because the colleges are closed. Uh, we have a junior in high school who's trying to close off her junior year. So she's doing everything. And then we have a fourth grader. Right. So we're dealing with the homeschooling and trying to find the balance in that. But this is a perfect time to be able to build relationships. Like we're busy all the time. We're running and we make sure we have the family movie night and everything else whenever we were busy. But now we have more time than ever to be able to spend with each other. So making sure we're doing board games, we're having conversation, we're actually sitting at the dinner table and eating together. These are opportunities that we didn't necessarily take advantage of before, whether we had them or not, right? Because of our busy, busy schedule. But now that everything is slowing down a little bit, this is a great time to be able to build relationships. Also, just reaching out to a friend. You know, there's people that are stuck at home doesn't mean that you can't get on Zoom, you can't get on FaceTime, you can do Facebook Messenger calls and call them via Facebook Messenger. You know, I mean, there's lots of different ways that you can eyeball to eyeball communicate with people. I saw a great picture of of some moms who it is. They said, we found that we ditched the kids with the husbands and they were in the back of their SUVs and they were six feet apart, but they had their SUVs in the circle where they had their blankets and they were in the back of their SUVs talking to each other just to be able to spend that time with each other at a park in a parking lot, right? I was like, that's brilliant. There's different ways that you can still communicate and be safe and really reach out and develop those relationships with other people at a different level. So that's one of the things that you can do during these times. And I mean, there's tons of stuff. You can read a book. You can do personal development. I mean, there's lots of people that said, I wish I would have had time to read before. Now I have all this time. So find a good book that's going to enlighten your mind, right? Or find an audio book, because I'm an audio book guy, that you can listen to while it is that you're working from home. Uh, and find things that are going to be able to be positive. But don't drown yourself in the news. Don't Keep the how many coronaviruses there are in my city, state, and country on your desktop and hit refresh every five seconds. Don't be on the news feed or the news update. Definitely don't turn on the news and drown yourself in that. I mean, find the information that you need that's relevant to you, but I don't turn on the news, right? Because whenever you surround yourself by that, whatever it is that you focus on, that's going to expand. So if you keep in that negativity, then you're going to have a negative outlook on things. But if you keep in this opportunity mindset like this is my chance to be able to make life better it just it brings down that panic and that fear level i have found that there are a lot of people that i don't touch base with uh, as frequently as i would like to and now they are more available because like me they're sheltering in place so that uh, it is an opportunity to reach out to people that ordinarily you wouldn't, uh, you wouldn't see necessarily day to day to day to day. And it's a good time to catch up with that. One of the things that, uh, because of the relationship that Alster and I have had over the last several years, uh, I've become a Zoom warrior because that's, <laughs> that's what we're using right now to uh, make this broadcast. But because of my experience with that and because I've I'm not intimidated by it any longer. I can't say that I'm a, you know, a, a high tech user of it, but at least I can, I can start a meeting, have a meeting, quit a meeting and, and that kind of thing. So when the opportunity came up, there's been three opportunities within the last week that have just really kind of been accidental 
first one was accidental. The other others I kind of pushed. One was I got uh, convinced to become um, a board member of the civic association that our neighborhood is in. One of the problems they had is they couldn't everybody get together at the same time because people were traveling. I'm at you know, I'm over here. I'm on business. I'm at my lake house. Blah 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 blah. So anyway, we put together a Zoom meeting. There were of the ten of us. There were four of us that were familiar with Zoom and six that were not older group, but we pulled it off and actually all 10 members participated in the meeting and they said, wow, this is the first time we've all gotten together and had this discussion. So I took the success of that and suggested to our very small Sunday school class who are 70 plus years old at the minimum. And we had just this past Sunday, 18 of the 25 of us who actually had computers and everything to have a Sunday school class that otherwise we would have missed because we can't get together at the church, which was phenomenal. And then today we had a much like this story that also just told you about, we had a virtual lunch of the people who usually go to this one Bible study that we have during the week. We have lunch afterward. We all were sitting at our kitchen tables with a, a device in front of us and we all zoomed together and just chat, chit chatted like it was after class and it was it was good fellowship and it was good to see each other but more more than anything it was reassuring it was nice to know that life was going on and if i didn't have these people to see and talk to and that kind of thing my mind could say oh i wonder how johnny's doing and blah 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 blah, blah. but this is a way of of touching base with people to uh, to see how that goes. So overcoming fear in this case was done by familiarity. Yes, the world has changed. So as Alstra said, we have to come up with new and creative ways of doing things that we used to do and find out within limitations, we can still do some of that stuff. And that social media has in its various um, forms has allowed us to still get together. And that is comforting in, in this time of trial. The last thing I would suggest, and this has always been my mantra, is that whenever I face adversity in my life, is that find a way to be able to give back and spread positivity. Because if you could find a way to be able to give back, just that aspect of you know seeing somebody else uh, you know, changing their life for the better will automatically brighten your life. So there's lots of different nonprofit organizations or whatever else that are providing opportunities that you can volunteer online or that you could use your skills to be able to help. Like there was an organization that said, hey, if you can't physically come and help, we need some help putting together some marketing pieces and graphics and everything else like that. So if you have that skill set, then uh, we can really use your help. So I put together a quick graphic for them. And that was my way of being able to contribute to that organization because I can't physically be there. And there's lots of opportunities to be able to do that. But even on a smaller scale, like posting positive quotes on your Facebook and your social media and Instagram and whatever else, and being that light for people. There's lots of negativity out there, but if you can be the person who it is that's posting the positive, that's posting encouragement, that's giving tips and resources uh, that kids can use in order to be able to stay busy at home, that's sharing what parents are doing to be able to, to make their world a little bit less stressful. Just doing little things like that, being that light, that too will also brighten your world too. So find a way to be able to give back and find a way to be able to be that positive light. And that's my, uh, my final suggestion that I have. For my, and my final suggestion would be be the example that you would like to see. I would say, don't be fearful, be cautious, and be, you know, a light in this world. 
And I'll end with uh, this one quotation from Isaiah. Do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. You should have the fearless satisfaction and comfort of knowing that you are a child of God. I think that's a perfect place to be able to end this thing. We call this this uh, session Fear Not, guys. As always, if it is that you have any kind of comments or questions or whatever else, we encourage you to be able to reach out to us on social media. We're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, uh, and give us your your feedback on this episode. Most importantly, subscribe because we're going to be putting out more and more. This is season two of the Tech and the Cowboy. So uh, in each season, it seems like it is that we get better <laughs> with this whole thing, right? So we love getting your feedback. And we love getting your um, your comments from it but share it with somebody who it is that may need to be able to hear this if you think it really impacted you is what we ask because that's our way of being able to get out there in the world and make a difference so with that being said this is Alistair Hunt aka the techie and this is T.W. Lawrence aka the cowboy we'll see you in the next episode let's drop that outro music that's it for this episode join us again next time for the techie and the cowboy Hit us up on our website, thetechieandthecowboy.com. Let us know what y'all think.